0: It is day four of Daf Ches. We are holding the Gemara on Yud Ches on the base right at the top of the page at the start of the new Mishnah. As we mentioned when we started the Masechta, beginning with this Mishnah on Daf Ches and going through to the end of the Masechta, the Gemara and the Mishnah is going to discuss the laws of Tumah and Tahara, ritual purity, ritual impurity. This particular Mishnah is going to discuss how the laws of Tumah and Tahara are different for Items that are different levels of sanctity, different levels of tumma receptibility, because the more sacred, the more sanctified an item is, the more sensitive it is to becoming toma to become ritually impure. The Mishnah is going to enumerate five levels in ascending order. In other words, from the order of least sanctity and therefore the least susceptibility of tumma, to the most sanctity and therefore the most susceptibility to Tuma, The five levels in the Mishnah are going to be Chulin, that's ordinary unsanctified food, the next level up is Maso masosheni, which is the portion, the one-tenth portion that a farmer takes from his crop and is consumed by him in Jerusalem in certain years of the seven-year Schmitter cycle. The next level up is truma. Truma is the portion of the crop given by a farmer to a kohen. The next level up is kodesh, which is sacrificial food. And the final level, the, the highest level the mission is going to discuss is the mechatas, the water that's mixed with the ashes of the para adumah, which is used for purifying people and utensils that are contaminated with corpse tumah. Because when you take the ashes of the para'adumah, the red heifer, that is the highest level that is used actually for purifying other people and things that have been contaminated. And it's even higher than kodesh, than sacrificial food, when it comes to its level of sanctity and therefore its susceptibility to tumah. So in general, since the higher an item ranks in this hierarchy of five things, the more susceptible it is to tum, as we've said, the stricter the rules are for safeguarding the tahara of the item, because the more susceptible it is, the more careful we have to be when dealing with it that it shouldn't become tommy. Now, the mission is going to proceed with the discussion of the required method of of purifying one's hands from their ritual state of impurity before any involvement with any of these items on each of the five levels. Now, what may you ask is the significance of someone's hands becoming Tommy? Where does such a thing come from? On a biblical level, there's no such thing that a part of the body could become Tommy. On a biblical level, if a part of the body is Tommy, the whole body is Tommy. But on a rabbinic level, there are cases where the rabbis determined that there would be ritual impurity on a rabbinic level. And in some of these situations, rather than say that the person's entire body is Tommy, the rabbi said only their hands, which made the actual contact with the contaminating object, only their hands become Tommy. Now, just by way of further background, we have explained this before as we've gone through various Gemorrhagas, there are levels of Tumah. The highest level of tumma, the Avi Aves Hatumma, the father of fathers of tumma, is a human corpse. The next level of tumma down is an Avatumma. That's one level down from an Avi Aves We call that an Avatumma. An object that is contaminated by an Avatumma becomes a Rishon Latumma. That's the next level down. So Avi Aves Hatumma is a corpse. Avatumma, an Av contaminates something, it becomes a Rishon Latumma. If a food touches a Rishon Latumma, it can become a sheni Latumma. And that is the end of the line for foods that are chulin, that are unconsecrated. They can become a Shani or the Tumma, but they cannot become anything else. However, Truma and Kodesh, both of which are mentioned in our Mishnah, due to their respectively greater degrees of sanctity, they can go to additional levels of tumah, even below a Shani, beyond a Shani. So even though unsanctified food cannot become anything more than a Shani, if it touches a rishon, it becomes a Shani, if it touches a Shani, Regular, unsanctified, unconsecrated food cannot become contaminated by touching a Shani. But Truma that touches a Shani, can become a Shlishi Lutuma. And Kodesh can become a Shlishi, but also beyond that, if Kodesh touches a Shlishi Lutuma, it can become a Revi tuma. So Shani is the end of the line for unconsecrated food. Shlishi is the end of the line for Truma, And Kodesh, which is one level up, as we saw in our Mishnah, the end of the line is a reveal. Good. In the Mishnah's terminology, as we've explained previously, an item that can convey tumma to another object is called Tumur. An item that's reached the end of the line and is Tumur itself, but it cannot contaminate other things, is called Pusul, invalid. To indicate that that's the end of the line for that thing. So a Shlishi in the case of Trumur, which we said is the end of the line, and a Ravi in the case of Kodesh, they're called Pusul because they're unfit themselves, but they cannot contaminate anything else. Now, just to give a couple of the examples, when did the rabbis consider the hands to be Tomei, we'll give a couple of examples. And we should explain that when the hands are Tomei, requ- you don't require always a, a mikvah. Sometimes the rabbi said it's enough for the person just to wash their hands, and that was enough to rid their hands of the rabbinic impurity. So a couple of examples. Example number one, a person who touches an Av becomes a Rishan as we've explained. Now, this person is Tomei under biblical law. The entire body is Tomei. Even if he touched the the Tomei item only with his hands, he has to fully go to the mikveh. His entire body has to be immersed in a mikveh. What about someone who touches a Rishon Latumah? And we explained food can become a Shani. If food touches a Rishon, it can become a Shani. But a person who touches a Rishon, he becomes a Shani on a rabbinic level. He becomes a sheni on a rabbinic level. He's not food. He can only become a sheni on a rabbinic level. But in such a case, the rabbis were lenient and they said, since this tumah is only rabbinic, only the person's hands, only the part of the body that came into direct contact with the Tome object should be Tome, but not the rest of his body. And this tumah on his hands can be removed just by washing his hands or by immersing his hands in the mikvah. So that's one example. A second example is there's a rabbinic prohibition against touching a scroll, like a Sefer Torah, with, a, with your bare hands. The rabbis did this because they were concerned that if a person would touch a scroll, it would be disrespectful to the scroll. So in, to encourage compliance with, with the law that they should, a person shouldn't touch a scroll because it's disrespectful, they said if you touch it, your hands become a tumma. And again, this tumah is removable through the tilas yadaim, just by washing one's hands or immersing one's hands in a mikvah. Finally, we should point out that the rabbi said in addition to these decrees of tumah, where, where we know that a person's hands have become tome, also there's a general status of a shani. We assume that a person's hands should be a if they haven't been rinsed, even if we don't know that they've touched something that's impure. Nonetheless, Stam Yadaim, ordinary hands that haven't touched anything, but we don't know them to be clean. We, can, we should assume that they are tumah in some way, that they've got some level of impurity And therefore they require washing. They require washing before they touch items of greater sanctity. Having given that quite extensive background, we're now ready to learn through the Mishnah. The Mishnah says for the bottom three levels, remember the Mishnah we had five levels. We had chulin which is regular food, masa, sheni which is Eaten normally by the owner in Jerusalem, Truma, which is given to the Kohen, Kodesh, sacrificial foods, and Mechatos, the water mixed with the ashes of the Paradum. And we said as we go up through that list of five, things become more sanctified and more susceptible, more sensitive to becoming ritually impure. So when you have hands that you're not sure our tummy not sure are ritually impure as we mentioned a few moments ago we assume a, a, the rabbis decree the level of ritual impurity the hands have to be washed so the mission says notably <laughs> the first three levels for unsanctified food for masa sheni, and for truma given to a coin you have to wash your hands before touching those items even if you don't know that the hands are ritually impure before touching those items the rabbi said we assume a level of impurity you have to wash your hands but for the fourth level, for sacrificial foods, it's not enough to wash your hands. You have to dip them in a mikveh. You dip the hands in a mikveh, not the whole body, the hands have to be dipped in a mikveh. What about the highest level? For water mixed with the adumah, the ashes of the para'adumah, that's the highest level. So if you don't know what's happened to your hands and and we're just assuming a rabbinic level of impurity, so just like the kodesh, the sacrificial foods, the same is true for the water mixed with the ashes of the paraduma, you have to dip the hands in a mikvah. But the mission says, if your hands actually became ritually impure, then the entire body is considered to be ritually impure and the entire body has to be immersed in a mikvah prior to handling the water mixed with the ashes of the paraduma. The Mishnah moves on to a second law about these five levels of sanctity. If someone immersed in a mikvah for the purposes of eating chulin, eating the lowest level, he and he intended to purify himself for chulin, in other words, his intent when he dipped in the mikvah was to eat chulin only, the lowest level. He's not allowed to eat Sheni, the next level up. Why is this the case? Because the rabbis declared, the rabbis decreed that, by, that on a rabbinic level, a person requires intent when he goes to the mikvah, and that intent has to be for the particular thing that he's dipping in the microphone. For. And if he only had intent up to a certain level of item that he's going to touch or eat, it doesn't help him for the items above that. Again, if a person immersed himself with a specific intention for eating sheni, the second level up from the bottom, then Truma he cannot eat Truma, which is the third level. Again, if he immersed himself with truma and intended to purify himself with truma, he can't eat Kodesh, the next the fourth level. if he if he dipped in the mikveh the and he only had intention for Kodesh for sacrificial foods. he's prohibited from handling khatas water. The same principle throughout these entire statements, a person has to have intent for the item that he's planning to eat or touch and if he didn't have intent for the right level he cannot exceed the level that he dipped for but lechom if he immersed himself for involvement with an item of greater stringency then he's allowed to involve himself with an item of lesser stringency so if he dipped in the mikveh for intent to purify himself for truma then it's fine for him to touch and hold and handle and eat Masa sheni and etc so you can you can dip in the mikveh for the higher level and then you can eat or touch the lower levels but not from lower to higher. What if he dipped in the mikveh without any intention for purification at all, just to bathe in the mikveh? Then it's as if he didn't immerse himself at all in the mikveh because you have to have intent to dip in the mikveh and therefore just going for a swim does not count. We're going to hold it for today and complete the mission of tomorrow. I wish you all a very good day.